Self-Help for Robots. I'm your host, CJ Pitchford, and this is episode 47, The Convergence, which is a fancy title for just a a couple of things that I wanted to bring up today. And, uh, well, you see, it seems that very early on, we learn not to trust our senses. And, you know, this is actually quite sensible because our senses can be fooled so easily. And also, we're at such a distance from our senses when we want to talk about them, and and also it's why optical illusions are so cool, but uh, also uh, one clear demonstration about the limits of our perception, which, hey, you know, if you are used to it and you've been getting along just fine, then there's no reason to worry. It's not like that, yes, you are going to find out, no, your perception is all wrong, and and, well, yeah, it's wrong, but uh, you've gotten used to it and it works just fine. In fact, it probably corresponds pretty well to what you might call reality. That is, you know, around 13th century, this term real started to, you know, make its way as far as uh, being understood as something that would be properties or, you know, some characteristic that would be independent of a subjective viewpoint. And and yes, it's a, a really cool thing that at the birth of humanism is also the birth of reality and a way of describing things that uh, are, you know, beyond our perception, but clearly there we can point to this reality and also we perceive our own individual viewpoint of that uh, reality that we share, um, that sense of realness, though, um, you know, it may or may not be as strong, um, depending on the context. And and also it seems, you know, that some of the context can extend beyond reality. And it's like, whoa, you know, and now we're getting metaphysical here. And actually, we might just be getting philosophical at first because, you know, Plato had this idea of the, you know, ideals being beyond uh, the realm of the senses. And also, you know, uh, Charles Peirce's third universe, uh, where, you know, he separated out the first universe or our own experience and our own thought um, as separate from that reality which we all share and then another universe beyond that that uh, um, a realm beyond reality and and now these philosophers uh, have said that to connect to that um, you know reality beyond reality to connect to that real realm um, of this sense of ideals that that is coming in closest to your own true mind or the substance that actually gives 
rise to thought. And, and just recently, of course, science may be catching up with the metaphysical and, and philosophical arguments for that realm beyond reality. Uh, and that uh, just recently, uh, there was a study of how people perceive. Um, and, and yes, that uh, they connect things together um, even when, you know, that they don't you know, actually see the rest of the skeleton, they assume, even though they might see just part of a body. And I'm sorry if this is, you know, getting cryptic or even somewhat morbid. It is that time of year. Now, the skeleton in this case is more of a model in my mind. I like that term better. But no, skeleton works, especially if you're doing 3D animation or visualization, because skeletons are what connects things. And, you know, it's it could be a real skeleton, as in the case of say, uh, like you're in a garden level apartment and you look out your window and you see feet. And that's not just hopefully, you know, all that's there, that these feet are connected to legs that are, you know, connected to the hip bone and so on and so on. So that you, you know, know that there is this rest of this person. <laughs> that's why there are feet <laughs> going, you know, past your window. And, uh, you wouldn't assume otherwise without making quite a leap of logic <laughs> beyond what you might normally assume. And, and yeah, the perception of the test subject were, you know, kind of quizzed as far as they tested whether they expected, you know, like uh, certain body parts and certain obstructed points of view or fields of a frame um, based on movement and expectations. Um, and so, yeah, that was a way of converging, um, which you might have heard about, of course, before, where convergence is a visual um, illusion or optical effect of things coming together that are implied, you know. And so uh, that implication of that there is a, a realm beyond uh, reality, and also that it's uh, part of what the mind uh, actually does to generate thoughts. It's uh, the only way to connect to that. Well, like I said, that uh, science has even tried to catch up with the metaphysics and the philosophical uh, arguments for that in looking at how brains uh, really are operating during meditation and saying that, well, um, while meditating, that the part of the brain that is, you know, closest to the, uh, you know, whole body activity, that's the parietal lobe up there on the top, that uh, um, that one starts to get really quiet as your sense of location um, begins to be not quite as important and your brain is focusing on other things, specifically the right side of your brain in the temporal lobe where there's more activity as a sense of belonging and connection grows through the steps and states of meditation. And so, um, yes, that uh, this ability then um, for the brain to then sense itself and, and sense, you know, not just itself subjectively, but to start to, um, you know, kind of objectify, you know, what it is and what it does, um, it, you know, might break things down. And some people do talk about how their connection to that oneness uh, exists, you know, it was part of, say, you know, like a, uh, you know, medical or a drug um, experience that they broke down their own ego and their own sense of identity. And, well, the brain scan shows that that's something that can be done through meditation or, you know, it's something that you can recognize or realize on your own. And, and so, yes, yeah, so sometimes medications and even hallucinogenics and psychedelics may, you know, play an important role in like the future of regulating the brain's chemistry. Um, and so, yes, that there are, you know, very promising and very important tests along those routes. Um, but yeah, once you've 
you know, uh, open to that third eye, then it's really something that you just, uh, um, you know, you don't have to keep going back to the well uh, for that source. Um, you can actually, you know, say, hey, I can generate my own, uh, you know, with the right, you know, set of circumstances. It, it's not like everybody or anyone can do that, although it does seem like, yeah, it's possible. Um, but no, that's the thing is that everybody does have to find their own path and find their own way. And as I, you know, always say at the end of this, you know, just keep on helping yourself. Thanks for listening, and you can leave a review at iTunes to let me know what you think, or you can check out selfhelpforrobots.com. That's self-help number four, robots.com, or wherever you heard this podcast. Until next time.